0: and welcome back to the Daily Collective Podcast. This is episode 10! It's so amazing to have reached this milestone, but it also means that this is the last episode of the season. But fear not, my friends. Season 2 is on its way soon in around mid-May, and there is a lot of awesome on its way, trust me. I have more interviews, book reviews, and a lot more of my ramblings. And speaking of ramblings, um, what would you like me to talk about in the next season? Are there any burning questions or topics you would like to discuss? People you want to hear about? Books you want me to look at and review? Your input is always so, so precious to me, and it's so important. I mean... I couldn't have a podcast if nobody listened to it and nobody liked it, right? Also, before I go on to today's interview episode, I just wanted to take a moment to say a huge thank you to all of you amazing listeners and supporters. This community is what builds me up and it fulfills me so much. You have no idea and I'm getting emotional, sorry. <laughs> um. I also wanted to take a moment to read some of the reviews that have been kindly left on the podcast, just a couple, um, at least of the ones I've managed to find, which is not as easy as you might think if anyone out there has their own podcast too. Uh, if you find a way to read them all in one spot, love to know. Um, so I just have, just have three um, to read for you, and I just want to say thank you. Reading them really makes me feel amazing. Um, Super inspirational. Thank you for sharing your heart with all of us photographers. I am super excited for all the future episodes in this podcast. Finally, it's great to have a UK-based podcast about creative personal photography. I've always loved the Instagram hub and it will be great to hear more from other photographers working to keep their creativity growing. Elora is such an insightful and generous host. I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, that one really made me cry. (laughs) Uh, Space for personal photography. Love that this new podcast is all about personal photography as it's so hard to lose ourselves in business work when we become a working photographer. And, on a side note, I so relate about the fact that you felt creative, but drawing was not your thing, and photography was a revelation. I felt the same way. I can't wait for the next episodes to drop. See? Not the only one who can't draw out there! (laughs) Anyway, so, without further ado, I would like to introduce you to the last guest of Season 1. The master of colour and diptychs, you guessed it! It's Cindy Cavanaugh. Cindy is a wonderfully supportive member of the photography community and always has a number of personal projects on the go. One of her most memorable ones for me was duets, and I even bought the book when it came out. I hope you enjoy listening to our chat and that it inspires you like it did for me. So thank you so much for joining us and um, for coming on. I'm so excited to have you and see you uh, kind of face to face. It's really exciting.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I would love it if you could just take a moment to introduce yourself to the listeners Mm -hmm. and um, share a little bit about um, one or any of your personal projects that you have done or are doing now? Yes. Yeah, so, well, thank you for
1: inviting me. I mean, we've worked together in a number of different community groups, you know, like Flock and For the Love of the Photographs. So it is nice to actually see your face. Um, <laughs> and it's a, p- probably the closest we're ever going to get, <laughs> considering we're on opposite sides of the world. Um, so... I am Australian. I'm living in Sydney. Um, I've been shooting for uh, 13 years. Um, for my 40th birthday, I asked for a big camera um, because I was um, we were living in Brazil at the time, and um, my point and shoot. I just I didn't feel like it was. Um, capturing what i was seeing mm-hmm. or it wasn't capturing what i what I was actually feeling as well but um and so i thought the only way to solve that was to get an expensive camera um but little did i know that it would ignite a massive creative spark for me um and literally take me down a completely different pathway um you know i've always been i thought i was myself as a creative person I've mm-hmm. always been doing things um I was more crafty than I would say artistic if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah um I always saw myself as like a crafty person um but I think the cameras kind of gave me permission to say well no, actually I'm artistic you know yeah <laughs> but it's taken a while for me to get here like like I said 13 years um so I think it, the camera like I spent a lot of time in Brazil shooting what we were doing Mm -hmm. you know on our travels and what I was seeing um and then when I came back to Australia I felt really pulled to start a business and be a portrait photographer Mm -hmm. um but at the same time my heart is was still in still life and landscape and exploring nature and the things that I grew up with and so I've spent a lot of time twisting and turning um you know like it's I it's definitely hasn't been a straight line for me <laughs> you know is it ever though
0: is it ever <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't think it ever is but I think a lot of people feel like it should be a straight line and um and I, and, and I got to a point where probably five years in and I was just like you know, I, now I know how to use the camera, um, you yeah, know, because that takes a while. <laughs> Took me a while. Um and shooting in manual and everything. And then I was like, so now what do I do? And um, I really liked, you know, painterly and blurry and out of focus, and, um, you know, and which was completely against everything that I just spent five years learning, you know, tack sharp, in focus. Yes you know, all the composition roles and everything. Um, and and then I was just like, you know, I don't know, just something. because, like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, you know. Like, I can't be here, like, because it was a personal choice to be a photographer. I wasn't really trying to be um, a professional, um, which I find really hard to, you know, navigate, but because, I think the best way to describe it was that I was a mum first and a photographer second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a mum to five kids. Um, so that always come first. Um, and then the photography was just something for me that I did to keep my head sane. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, just have something that was for me that wasn't about for my five children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. So that's kind of... The bit of the short version of the last 13 years, you know, and then, um, I think, uh, you know, through COVID and everything, I really started to look at, you know, maybe personal projects, letting go of, um, the photography in terms of portrait sessions, mm-hmm. um, and focusing more on mentoring and doing more. Pro- personal and just doing more personal photography for myself mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of where i am now um big and and i think the i don't think my heart heart of hearts was ever in the portrait photography business, uh-huh. but you know you get a you get a lot of advice <laughs> that you should be you should do this and you should do oh that. god yes um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's how you make money um (laughs) and I just I just didn't feel that you know where I live in particular um there's a lot I mean it's like everywhere now I guess but there's a lot of family photographers Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel I had the energy or the commitment. To do it a hundred percent, yeah, and so I felt like I was only going to be doing it twenty percent of the time. Do you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to do that. I think personally, like, you've got to go all in, or you know, not all in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it gets it's too hard because of how much time you have to invest in it to make it's it a business.
0: A you know, it's it's yeah. not a, it. It stops being a creative outlet and a hobby, and then it becomes a business and the photography becomes such a tiny part of it doesn't it and the rest of it is all like entrepreneurial (laughs) stuff and networking and accounts and advertising and marketing and all that and you kind of lose that creative um spark um with it when you turn it into a business yeah yes
1: and my heart wasn't there and i think um and i know a lot of people grapple with that like Mm -hmm. do i make it a business do i not make it a business and, you know, I was in a lucky position where my husband, you know, makes enough money that I didn't need to, you know, I mean, I work, but it's a different kind of work. And um so it wasn't about the money for me. So I was like, if I'm, and he was like, if you're going to be in it and not be happy, then that makes no sense to me. I think <laughs> you know? I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I kind of fell you Know, I've been uh, mentoring for like six years now, and that's where, if I'm going to put my time into supporting other creatives, that's kind of where I want to put my energy. Um, and so that's where I, you know, I've after COVID and we had lots of lockdowns here in Sydney and it, like everywhere, but. I was just like, I'm not going to pick it up for a while. I'm going to take a break and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I've been doing since then. And um, in terms of uh, photography projects at the moment, I'm kind of doing a, it's kind of interesting in that it's not one where I have an outcome for yet. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not even sure actually where it's going or why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, but I know it's something I need to do right now um, and it, my previous ones have always had like an inkling of what I wanted it to be what I After, where I wanted yeah. to be yeah and what was the outcome so you know like a 365 is to shoot for a whole year or my diptych projects were um, kind of were p52 projects so it was like there was a you know one photo once a week and then it became a book so it didn't start as a book but that's where it ended and and I think maybe this time because of those ones I've learned that I don't need to know what the outcome is going to be
0: yet (laughs) yeah okay
1: I like this yeah yeah so and it's just really um I'm I I, and I'm calling it like it's called my unearthed collection because that's the only word I can words I can put together but I'm really drawn to nature and earthy colors at the moment Mm -hmm. and exploring those and I had this kind of I don't know experience I guess you'd say I don't know um I was feeling like lost in terms of what I was what I should do next Mm -hmm. and but I was feeling like I needed to go out into nature a lot and go for walks and bushwalks and be around trees and rivers and you know and I was having all of these like I need to go for a walk (laughs) I need to go (laughs) you know like yeah and take my camera with me and um and then one day I was walking and I found myself in this like valley um and it's gonna sound really weird but I'm just telling you the experience
0: okay. and I found myself in, nothing in is valley. ever too weird here don't worry yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I found myself in this um mountain like between two hills right and I wasn't it wasn't planned I wasn't planning on going here and I didn't even know it was there do you know what I mean like it wasn't there I didn't know it was there and, and I come down this hill and there's just all these really long grasses and there's a walkway that goes through all this really like kind of like swamps, you know, spiky natural grasses. Mm-hmm. And I stood in the middle of this area and I was the only person there. There was no one around and I felt like wrapped in by nature, mm-hmm. do you know, like it was because I had hills all around me, I had grass all around me, and I felt like I was getting a, a hug from nature. I, I mean, this sounds really weird
0: as I realize it, but it's, that's it's not weird at all. I totally get it. The feeling embraced but, and cocooned by nature, I yeah, get it. I exactly. had that, that experience, yeah, that's how
1: I felt, and I was
0: just like. That's why
1: I'm being drawn to these colours and going for bushwalks and shooting it while I'm out, and trees and my landscape and what I have access to. Um, and so that's what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> so I'm getting hugged by
0: nature. I love it. <laughs> so, I- but that was, I think, and I think. Um, I think, like
1: I said, it's only because I've done those other projects before that I'm so I'm a bit more like, okay, I don't need to know where this is going. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to know the outcome right now. Um, it's just something that I need
0: to do. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I need and it might be ongoing for years, or it might be done in a month. Maybe exactly. You know, just, yeah, I have no. Yeah, yeah. you'll. I so guess you'll get that feeling, and you'll know when it. When it's complete, when you feel like yeah. doing the next step, I'm guessing yes. because your previous projects have had like a goal at the end, of yes. achievement, but this one is kind of a different one for you, isn't it? It it's yes. it's just you're just letting it be as it is. Yes, yes. definitely. definitely.
1: <laughs> and and it's and I feel like it's really weird because I, uh, all of my parts of my life are going through this kind of. Reset phase. So, we're renovating my house. um I've been like looking, taking care of myself in terms of you know exercise and meditation, and I'm kind of doing like a reset on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just been like a summer of I, we're going through summer of everything's gone hit a reset. I've hit a reset button on a lot of things. Um, And so I think probably as well that's allowing me to just be like just lean into this and shoot what I'm feeling rather than trying to solve everything all at once today, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Do you feel that um, doing this kind of open-ended project is a very different type of therapy for you than doing one that you have a finite end for does it how 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 are how do they compare in the sense of how they make you feel
1: this one feels like um more like a nurturing thing you know like it more it's actually like a um I think the best way to describe it is kind of like a meditation do you know what I mean like that Mm -hmm. sense of being present when I'm going walking and paying attention to what's going on around me, seeing colors. Um, you know, I've always been drawn to colors, but not these colors. Mm. You know what I mean? Like not deep browns
0: and rusts yes, and greens. Yes, more pastel in the past. Yes, don't you? exactly.
1: Yeah. Like, and it feels like really odd to me to be and how much I'm seeing it and so I'm just embracing it and um letting it happen whereas the other ones and I'm not and because I I'm doing it by myself as well you know I'm not in a group or I'm not um I haven't even got any kind of agenda for it you know mm-hmm. it's just when I pick up the camera um whereas my previous ones have all, like you said, have been outcomes based, and there's always that expect that extra pressure we put on ourselves to do it, um, even when we don't feel like doing it. Do you know, like I should okay. be shooting this? It's if it's once a week, I need to share. If it's, um, you know, if you're working with other people, you feel that. You you know you, you have to live up to their expectations as as well. Mm-hmm. I think I and I, I'm feeling a lot more kind of unpressured <laughs> by it. That,
0: <laughs> yeah, that I think I think that's important, isn't it? Because sometimes yes. we we let our personal projects become like a job in the end, yes. and um, but that's not really the point. Of them when we start out, is it? It it's no. something for us, isn't it? But yes. then we just get so fixated on you know a final project yeah. thing for it, and yeah. Um, yeah. I think we kind of start to to lose track of why we started it in the first place sometimes. And so yes. I really like this um, this new project of yours of just letting it be <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I yeah. just.
1: But I think too the other side of it is you know like there's all those expectations we have around starting a business. So then we have then we're like, all right, well I'll do a project, like because what we do has to lead to something. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's sometimes it's pressure from outsiders, but sometimes it's also pressure from within. Like, I'm spending so much money, I've got this equipment. I've got to do something like you know sell prints or do this or you know do a project like it's got to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and I've done that, had those thoughts, and you know think those thoughts as well. But I'm really trying with this one not to, <laughs> you know, I'm not like it's not that they're not like ooh, ooh, like popping up. I'm just mm-hmm. like no, just no, not right now. Like maybe six months and. And in that way, I think that's the only thing I've said to myself is that just give yourself six months, just wait till halfway through the year and then make a decision on it. Yeah. um you know, so I've kind of given myself that kind of like end point, you know, mm-hmm. like in you know, a and like you said, it could fizzle out next week, um but I'm just like, wait for six months and then see what you've got and see if it's anything or not. Um but it's kind of I don't know, it's, it just feels like I'm nurturing myself Like uh, it's like a self-care project.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. More than a photography project. Uh-huh. Oh <laughs> I happened you using the camera. <laughs> oh that that's that's wonderful. I absolutely love that. Um which is a nice segue into uh my next question which is if if you were to give advice to someone who would like to start a personal project, yeah. Um, yeah. since you've done different types, what yeah. advice, what would be the, the thing that you would want to give them um, as mm-hmm. advice as to how to go about doing it or to feel with it? Um, how how yeah. What would you tell them? Um, I think there's a
1: lot of, there's a few different phases within the projects that we do you know, and sometimes, um, you know, like there's a gathering phase of like the ideas and the thoughts around what we'd like it to be or where we'd like it to go. And, you know, like some people like to have a shot list um, or, you know, like a mood board or inspiration board or those kind of things. So I think, you know, those kind of things are helpful in the beginning, you know, and then then there's the work phase Mm -hmm. where you have to do the work (laughs) you know you have to shoot and you have to um create and whether you have a weekly target or a monthly target or or it's you know there still has to if you're trying to do something that has a completion then it then you have to do the work in the middle Mm -hmm. and then at the end there's that process of pulling it together um you know the process of selecting the images printing them out checking the editing you know looking for the story looking for the um the threads with that you shot you know during the project and seeing how they all come together um and then if it's something that you want to submit or you know put on your website or make a book and then it's that work of you know um completing it do you know like yeah. seeing if it's a book you know making the book and and letting it be finished yeah um you know uh and and I think we all approach it differently you know like our creativity it's differently it's, it's different our processes are different um and knowing how your brain works creatively okay. really helps with uh, the projects as well um you know like with my vegetable project i had uh like i had a list of vegetables i was like you know like and it wasn't that i had to do it i just wrote them like yeah odd things like white raspberries um, oh, I still rebar- remember that golden raspberry one. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that like, one. They were just things I'd kind of seen, but like not in real life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, um like, and a, a lot of the things were also, you know, different in store. Like, I wanted rhubarb with all the leaves on it, and I wanted, you know. So I wrote those things down, and I didn't. Wasn't that each week I went and ticked it off? But when I went back and looked at it, I had done each thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, and I think sometimes planting those seeds or planting those ideas is helpful if you and don't know what direction to go in, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. Because we were also in COVID when I did that, and. And so, like, I didn't have. Like, I only had access to what was at the supermarket. I couldn't go looking and exploring. I just mm-hmm. had to do what was in front of me. Yeah. Um, and I think, but writing down this like dream list of vegetables as <laughs> you do, um, <laughs> it was <laughs> was just kind of. And then I've just put it away. Like I just put it, you know, is in is in a book, and um, but all of them like even after I'd finished like it was I think it was like fennel with all the leaves still on it because often when they sell fennel they chop off all the curly bits off so that was you know I think you know knowing how you work as well is really important and that's what I was trying to say um, because we all do work differently um so, if you're someone who likes lists, then make your list. If you're someone who's just like, I want to do this spontaneously, then do it that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I, I found that's worked for me. Um, and not being too strict with your rules, you know, like, if you're doing a 365 and you happen to shoot three images on one day and you share them <laughs> over each day, then, you know. <laughs> like,
0: I'm very think, much like that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> we've got life, we've got other lives, we've got other things and I think sometimes, you know, if you look at how many photos you take a year, you take, you know, 10,000 anywhere of 10,000 photos and we worry about doing 365. Um, I You know, I just, it's just, for me, it's always been about not being too strict, following my own creative process, what works for me, and just being um, not really trying to get too focused on the outcome, but having it there, mm-hmm. you know, with the other ones. Um, and some haven't worked or they fit, like you said, they've just fizzled or, um, you know, I did a series with um a group of domestic violence women, mm-hmm. and I was, they were, you know, women that had to leave their house, and they didn't have any photos, and so I did that series so that they could have photos, and then I, I was happy to continue, but the group changed and the people changed, and and it just stopped, and mm-hmm. so I was just like, okay, you know, yeah. it just changed. So, so,
0: so that kind of leads me to the question: like, how do you know when it's time to let go? Yeah. Um, I mean in your scene. case you had a change of group right so obviously that yeah. kind of was external circumstances but yeah. has there ever been a project that you started and then you said I don't feel like it's quite finished yet but I don't want to finish it have Have you ever yeah. known that it's just time to move on to something else or or have yeah. you managed yeah. to actually finish most of your projects no <laughs> <laughs> no so
1: I did I'm doing the I did the motherhood project, which is their um, Be Seen project, and I've pa- I've hit pause on that project because, um, again, it doesn't feel right at the moment. And it's not that I don't want to do the work and it's not that I'm not liking the work. It's just I don't have the headspace for it mm-hmm. at the moment. Um and, you know, like I said, we're doing renovations in the house and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not very reliable at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to um, make appointments that I can't keep and and so there's practical reasons as well, but my heart of heart isn't in it right now and it's probably because, um, you know, my children are twenty four down to fifteen mm-hmm. and I've just had one son leave home, another son's talking about leaving home. You know, I'm dealing with teenagers um you know, and you know like on the on the weekend, my two youngest and I spontaneously went to watch Harry Styles. And I'm just, I'm kind of trying to enjoy my own family selfishly. Your own motherhood, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm trying to lean in and enjoy these moments with my own children while they're here. And and i am just, so I've just hit pause. I'm just like, I know I, maybe I'll do it, you know, later or when I'm feeling once we've done the renovations and stuff. But at the same time, I'm just kind of leaning, like you said, I'm leaning into my own family and enjoying those experiences rather than trying to turn it into a project.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It like, makes absolute sense. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> sense. Sometimes you need to just do something for you, and it doesn't have yes. to become something else. You know, it just yeah. Be done. I mean, for what? You need it, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. I really like the work though. And the, st- the issue that I'm having is that I really like doing it and I really like the work and I like working with other photographers as well that seeing their motherhood stories. But at the same time, I think if you're going to do those kind of things, you have to have a clear headspace, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes you have to be selfishly but about your your creativity but I'm like narrowing down and yeah. that's not the right space for me now at right at this moment yeah. yeah oh
0: what about inspiration are there any things that inspire you people books movies singers yeah. making Styles, very Styles. <laughs> <Very randomly. stylish. laughs> is there something that you find that's inspired you over time yeah I think um Right now
1: it's the Australian landscape, the bush, like going being out in nature, um, looking at the flowers and trees and earth and that kind of thing. Um but that relationship actually stems from my childhood. Yeah. Do you know? Like I've noticed that there's yeah. a when I look at there's a thread that runs right through my life mm-hmm. um but I'm only just embracing it now I think do you know like it's yeah. always been there I, and and maybe because it's always been there I haven't felt necessary to use it yeah you know um but now I've just gone no actually I want to use it now um or be inspired by it um the I'm I don't know if you know of the podcast um, Spark and Fire.
0: Oh no, I don't know that one. No, no,
1: it's a, it's it's about creativity in general, mm-hmm. um, and so they often will take some one they'll take like one aspect of someone's career, mm-hmm. and they'll get them to talk you through that process of. You know, that's nice how it came about.
0: I'll write that Um, one down. Yes,
1: it's so good,
0: (laughs) and I'll add it to the notes as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Um, so like they they had um, so like Frozen, they looked at the people who wrote the songs for Frozen and how that come about and the process of where it started and where it ended and it's not what you yeah it's not what you think right it's completely different story but it's like that for everything and so it's all different genres it's musicians photographers artists dancers singers you know like it's just any and it's a their story. Um and mm. I'm just re, I really enjoy it. Um it's a good one for the car.
0: Definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Driving along, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um books. I I I'm a bit of a historical fiction book reader. Mm-hmm. Um and I just read um <sighs> It's called The Last Flower of Alice Hart okay. Um and it's Australian book, um, Australian author, and it is very um hard to read in that a very dysfunctional type of story.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the language and the writing and like there were so many times where I just would be like, oh my like what is happening (laughs) you know like I was just I don't know like I just felt really drawn into it and I and someone suggested it for me and and it really links in with this feeling of the Australian bush and flowers as well so it was really quite you know sometimes we get sent messages and we don't pay attention <laughs> and I feel like I'm paying attention at the moment
0: yeah so, it's kind of um, feeding into it isn't it yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so that's kind of where I, and Harry Styles like I mean really how can you be here <laughs> just swooning over him now so anyway my girls were swooning, but I was just like oh my god yes I'm here <laughs>
0: Young at heart, what can you say?
1: That's right. You know, I mean, he was really good, by the way.
0: <laughs> just saying that you're covering all these. Yes. yes just, <laughs> just, if you get to go, go. <laughs> well, mine aren't into it yet, so we'll see yes. when it's time. Yes. Um, yeah. um, do you have a favourite quote that you would like to share with everyone? I always love to ask for a quote. I, I'm a sucker yeah. for quotes. Yes. My
1: favourite quote is, and I don't have it in front of me, but is by um, Helena Bowen Carter. That life is art quote that she mm-hmm. um, says, you know, it's your how you ride, it's your grocery list, it's, you know, or, you know, your voice, how you answer the phone. I don't know. She says all those sort of things. I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always been my favorite quote for a long time. Just that sense of, I feel like it takes the pressure off being artistic and Mm -hmm. what art is and um leaning into just you know whatever comes your way rather than putting art and art being artistic on a pedestal that's Mm -hmm. something we can't do um that's out of our reach or only some people can get to that level um so yeah i that's why i really like that quote because it kind of brings it back down to
0: earth.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Brings it back down to my kind of where I'm at. Um I've liked it for years and years and years. Like it's just been that it kind of gave me permission, I think, when I was just beginning to not take myself or my art or my photography so seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just let it be what it is rather than having this like big picture. Uh, it needs to sit up on the pedestal type things.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, according to my <laughs> little timer in the corner there. Um, where can everyone find you? Well, I'm on Instagram
1: at Cindy underscore Kavanagh. Um, and I'm on uh, my website is cindy.kavanagh slash photography. Um, and those are the two places. I have a newsletter. If you want me to pop in your email box, which you can get on the link in um, on Instagram, um, but they are the three, you know, just the normal places. Or in Sydney, if you're in Sydney. Hey,
0: <laughs> you, you never know.
1: Coffee, yeah, if you want to come and have a coffee,
0: of course, pop in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, Cindy, thank you so, so much You're for being welcome. on here. It's been so good to just talk to you about your process and how you think and and how yes. you do your work because um, you. you do have this magical way. When I see your images, I just know it's yours. Um, thank you. thank and I just have this way of accompanying words to it and everything like that. And um, it's been really great to get to know how, how the mind works <laughs> behind <laughs> it, be it like all. <laughs> It's a bit all over the place at the moment, but that's, it is what it is, right? It is. It's a phase of our lives, isn't it? That we have to just go through and then maybe next year it'll be different even again and again and again. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. I really loved having you. Thank you so much, Cindy, for being on the podcast. Is it just me, or is she a very calm person to be around? I just relax so much listening to her voice. You can, of course, listen to more of our conversation as part of the membership, where you also get early access to the interviews, as well as tutorials, freebies, and other perks. Uh, You can find out a bit more about that in the show notes. And that, as they say, is that for Season 1. Again, a huge, huge thank you. I will now go and enjoy attempting to survive a three-week school holiday before getting back into the real world and back to podcasting. So I think you understand why I'm taking a break now, don't you? Today's quote is by Cindy Cavanaugh, of course. You are the best judge of your art, as no one else sees as you do. I'll see you in May. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Daily Collective podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Daily Collective 365 or sign up to our newsletter on the website dailycollective365.co.uk. You can also subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use so you won't miss an episode. And if you'd like to follow my personal photography on Instagram, you can find me at Life is Wild and Free.